0: Good evening, today is September 28th, 2021, and we are studying the big books of Alcoholics Anonymous. This chapter, excuse me, this week's chapter is on step four and five, and our speaker tonight is Laura R. Thank you, Laura R., take it away.
1: Thank you, Nina. Hi guys, i grateful to be here. I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater, and oh, I'm so glad I can say that today. <clears throat> it's been a long journey, um, it's been a long road. Long, strange trip it's been, I guess. Um, I've been in the rooms of, of recovery for 17 years. Um, it wasn't for food, it's been a lot of things. I've, uh, I'm like a whack-a-mole, you know, just this total whack-a-mole. It's like, I put one thing down, another thing pops up. I put another thing down, another thing pops up. And um, I am addicted to everything. <laughs> and so over the last 17 years, I've done a lot of inventory. Um, but what is interesting is that, um, I entered an OA about four years ago. I'm not hundred percent like sure when, when I got in, um, exact date because my, my recovery dates have changed. My restart dates have changed with food like a hundred times over. Um, so I just don't know that first time I came in, I think it was 2018, but, um, you know, what's interesting is that when I went into the other program, I had one date and it's still that date. Um, but with food, no, not even close. I, uh, I, I, it was all about being honest. And, um, and so, you know, since I've done a ton of inventories since for over the past 17 years, um, but what's different about this, this last inventory that I did is that, um, why I want to go to step one before I go to four. (laughs) Um, for me, what I realized is that again, to just live on the natural. And I remember someone shared right in early in my recovery, someone said living on the natural, like that is, that takes balls. You know, that's hard stuff. Like that's not easy to do. And it's not, you know, to just be a hundred percent, you know, relying on God and God alone. Um, it's just hasn't been easy for me. So, um, anyway, um, you know, when I got in, when I got into the rooms, I had to let go of more and more and more. What I realized this last, the last four years is that I had to be a hundred percent honest. And that's for me, what step one was. And so really like, why am I doing step four? Um, well, you know, as it says in the book that we're selfish and self-centered and that's the root of our troubles. Um, okay, well, let's go back to step one really quick. So step one, um, I ha- I, if, if you're new, it is absolutely imperative that you put it all down. (laughs) Um, You put all the food down. And at least that's my experience. Um, I, over the last four years have just, I'm going to hold on to that, or I'm going to hold on to that, or just a little bit of that, or just a little bit of that. I mean, even the smallest thing, because it talks about in the doctor's opinion that we like the sense of ease and comfort. And if there's something that's given me that sense of ease and comfort, it's got to go. And uh, I heard a speaker the other day was talking about anything that I, you know, I'm going to grieve over. And I liked that. I mean, yeah, you're, you're right. I mean, anyone I'm going to punch their face if they tell me that they're going to have to take it away. I mean, I'm not even kidding, like straight up, like you best, like those are fighting words. You know, those are straight up fighting words. And it's not like, oh, I'm, you know, cause I just the other day, a new nutritionist for health reasons was like, why don't we put these things down and it's like, oh, bummer, you know, but I let them go and I'm doing like a two week kind of elimination just to check it out. They, that doesn't, that's not an effect. (laughs) The effect, I'm gonna take you out and I'm gonna like, just, you know, go for it. And um, so it was so scary to put the food down. And when it all went down, um, then I can really get, then it makes sense. Like, why am I gonna go into step two? And I learned in step one that I am powerless over over this. And that basically the problem is inside of me. And for all my life, I've been going outside, you know, for, to all these other solutions that won't fix the inside problem. And so I had to finally, like they tell us in doctor's opinion that we have to have a psychic change and it's, it's by God and God alone. And so, you know, at the first step in the, in the doctor's opinion, up to page 44, we have to identify in, am I one of these as is, am I a compulsive overeater? And there's so many times, oh yes, ding, 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 ding. for me, I was one. Well, shoot, if I'm a compulsive overeater and I've tried every imaginable remedy, I best have God, high power, power, whatever you want to call it, or else I'm screwed you know, and so it propels me into step two. And then it goes to step three, where it tells me now I have to turn in all things to the God who presides over us all. You know, I, wait, 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 you tell me I just have to turn in food, but what do you mean we have to turn in all things? (laughs) Like, I remember I was like, wait, back it up. Like, and that's what it's been, like, I heard someone share this the other day. It's, it's about, um, it's not about what, you know, it's about letting go. And I thought that was brilliant. I was like, dude. Cause you know how much, I mean, I will show like my book is insane with how many podcasts, like people I've listened to. Like, I remember I would geek out on like a speaker and be like, Oh my God, like, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. I'm going to just get all this information. And I never got abstinent. Like how many times have we listened to a hundred podcasts and uh, seriously, and in big books and sponsors and like, okay, this sponsor is going to help me. And this sponsor is going to help me. And it just never did. And I almost like I'm afraid to say this, but this is what my experience has been is once the foods goes down, like we go through the steps to the best of our ability, but it's not even close of what God can touch. Like I've gone through the BBA workshop. I've gone through all these different sponsors and how they sponsor. I've had a guy once before, like that was like sponsoring these men that were on fire. So I wanted that, like all this stuff. And I never got abstinent. But once that food was down and I knew I needed a God, and then it launched me into say that I have got to get like, what's the problem? Selfish and self-centeredness. And that I have a spiritual malady. And that's what like, that is what my, like, if I don't treat that with God, I'm going to treat it with food or something else. And um, so, yeah, I got to launch. <laughs> I best launch. I best go because um, the problem is inside and I need to discover what that is. So Um, You know, we hit that step four and it says that all we're doing right now is just a fact facing and fact finding process. Um, And that's it, you know, in step four. And, um, you know, we're going to find out the truth about what's going on within. And and what a gift, because I have never realized like what's driving, you know, what's driving me. And it tells us that, you know, we're driven by a hundred forms of fear, self-delusion, self-seeking and self-pity. Um, holy crap! Like, and I try to control and manage that. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's so funny. A hundred forms of those things, and I'm thinking that I can manage that. Like, so it's so amazing to learn. Like, oh my gosh! So let's let's uncover, discover, and discard this stuff. And you know, the one that um, just recently, when I went through this last piece, and again, like, all my food was down, and I went through step two, and I went through step three, and I, I went through inventory, and I had about 17 resentments that I went, that I had that were up, up there. And I look at my resentments at like, okay, is there anyone that I'm going to walk into a room and I'm not going to want to hang out with? <laughs> like, I'm going to want to like go the other way or run or whatever. And that's what I put down on the page. So I usually get quiet. And this is that we put people, institutions, and um, principles down on a piece of paper. And I just think about it like one time, well, anyway, I won't say specifics, but it's just like, okay, that person walked to the room. Yep. Boom. Like, you know, just, I'm going to put them on a piece of paper. I'm uncomfortable. Like I, I, I'm not neutral with them. I kind of look at, am I neutral with you? And if I'm not, then I need to put you down on a piece of paper. Um, and so, uh, you know, I, I put those people down and it says that we make a list of all the people. And then it says next that we, you know, put the cause, like what, what is going on? So next I put the cause and then the next I put down what it affects. And so, um, this is a really good column for me, the third, the third column. Um, again, I've, I've done it so many different ways, just check boxes or whatever. And really, I think the checkbox is actually really fine. But when, one time when I really uncovered one thing is that I, the people were looking at it from a position of um, high, like high esteem. And I never looked at that before. I always looked at it from a lower esteem, like, you know, oh, my self-esteem, you know, I don't have any self-esteem and I don't like, I mean, I've I've, with, because of God, I've, I've gained more. Um, but you know what, really, if I'm going to get pissed at you, like at the bottom line is, is if it's Susie over there and she doesn't give me the, the high, the wink, the hug that I expect you best believe, like, don't you know who I am? And I remember one sponsor was like, you are Beyonce. Like you just snap. And like, You own it. Like, girl, don't you know who I am? You come in with a parade next time you come in. Okay, I'm pissed. Like, I don't like you. I don't this, that, that, and that person I'm resentful. And I have, you know, I'm, you know, I, so I'm coming from a higher self-esteem. I'm coming from ambition. Like where, again, you need to be doing a certain thing, or I need you to do this in order for me to be okay. Um, I never looked at it that way. And that really helped me because bottom line, something's getting affected. um, And I'm getting afraid that you're not treating me the way I need to be treated. Um, and then again, in between that third and fourth column, what a gift, <laughs> because again, it says in, in the fourth step that we set aside every, like we set aside the wrongs others have done, and we resolutely look for our own mistakes. So I get quiet here. And then I, so I've made all three columns and now I have that prayer and I get quiet and I say, Susie Q, like, God, please save me from being angry. Your will not mine be done. Perhaps they're spiritually. And I say developing, um, just like me. And then please help me show them the same love, compassion, and patience that I would truthfully grant a sick friend. And God revealed to me what I need to know about myself. What is, what is blocking me? You know, what is going on? Why, what's, you know, where am I selfish, self-centered, self-seeking and frightened? And, um, and so then I can sit and now it's like, okay, God, this is between me and you, you know, this is, it's not about that other person anymore. Where have I shown up in this relationship? Selfish, dishonest, self-seeking and frightened. Um, And someone one time told me too, it's like, you look at the fear and the fear drives, like my fear always drives like the dishonesty. And then I start thinking some, like I start creating stories and then that story starts creating my selfish thinking and that thinking creates the self-seeking action. And then that's when I act and I own amends. So it's so funny because it starts with that fear. It's like, like I get afraid and then it just like right to dishonesty, Then my hair, like I'm telling the stories and then I'm in that mood thank you so much. Um, And then, you know, and then I'm starting to think selfishly, like, no, she didn't. And then I'm gossiping about her, you know, or then I'm talking about her to her face or, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, And then I owe it amends. So, so, and there's, there's all the good stuff that I get, like, okay, so where, so what's, what is my character defect, you know, character defect, gossip, character defect, dishonesty, character defect, fear. I know now where I, like, those are my, you know, in six and seven, I can really see, um, from that one little piece of inventory, some of my character defects. Um, so anyway, from the fourth step resentment inventory, we go to fear. Um, and again, I love that it's the evil and corroding thread. Um, it's shot through, <laughs> you know, it, it runs through like every fabric of my life. And um, and so and I just totally paraphrase that, but basically, um, I need a, a God and I love what it says is that um we never shy away from God. Like, you know, um let me read it, let me get it actually. Um, we know we trust infinite God rather than our finite selves. You know, I just, I received an uh, inventory and it was actually kind of, it scared me. If it happened to me just now, it was like probably 10 minutes before I got on this call and she's said, like, can I do a quick fear inventory? And it was a big one. Like I would have like, Ooh, I would have gotten scared too. But what's so different at when we had, when we had the, um, when we had fear before I didn't have a God. You know, I was all alone and I was so scared and that's what I ate or that's why I drank. If someone accused me of something um, and that's what happened, someone accused someone of something that she did not do, but she didn't have an opportunity to kind of share it with someone. Um, that would have scared me like, oh shoot, but now we can sit and I trust infinite God rather than my finite self. You know, I'm in the world to play the role he just, he assigns. If I'm sitting in fear, I cannot be of service to you. And, um, and what a gift, like I'm not alone anymore. I have this power with me and I have got to give it over to him so I can be of maximum service or him, he, she, it, whatever you want to call it. Um, and that's what's so cool. Like I, total side note, I love with our creator is that you can't put him in a box. Like I love that we have so many, like it's just so infinite. <laughs> it's too vast. That's what's been my experience. You know, I started with something like this and it ended like something like like this. You know, it's just, it's, it's so depth and weight. And it just, it's, it's just ever flowing and God is so big. And if it's not big enough, I got to get a bigger God. Um, but yeah, so, you know, we, we give our fears over, we, um, you know, we do that fear inventory and know that we can trust and rely on God. And really every time I I put the fears out there, I realize that I'm just not trusting and relying upon God. And the moment I do an inventory, I can just, you know, and give that over. I do feel that, that relief. Um, and then we do, we do our sex inventory um, and our sex inventory, um, again, uh, I, the, again, I've had many people talk, someone said it's a sex and relationship inventory. I, the first time I did, it, it was just a sex inventory, but I do have it where sometimes I put down every relationship and look at where I've like, um, cause someone said, again, it's a sex and relationship inventory. So anyone that was on my, and I don't do this with everyone all the time, but if I, if I need to like where, cause now I'm really looking at me. So I put down all my past sex partners or if it was selfish. Um, and it, it includes like, you know, did I go to a bar and try to like, hey, you know, and just take their money or, you know, not necessarily even having sex, just my sex powers were not used in the right way. Um, I manipulated, you know, I tried to rouse jealousy. That was a big one back in the day. Um, I would surround myself by men in order to make my boyfriend jealous because I was so insecure. Um, so that way, that wasn't sex. It was just, it was dishonest. And um, so where, you know, what I love is, that, you know, I put down the name and even like my stepkids went on at this time and just like, okay, where have I been selfish? Just, um, I'm sorry. It's so It's been minutes since I've done the sex inventory. Um, you know, whom who, who did I hurt? Did I rouse jealousy, suspicion, or bitterness? Where was I at fault? What could I have done better? Um, you know, where was I dishonest and considerate? And so it's like, that's all about me. Like I get to sum that up, and it's all about me. Like here's all my relationships, and here's where I'm stuck. <laughs> this is where I don't have God. This is who I'm not anymore, and who I'm gonna try to change to be something different. Um, and then what's so great is what have I done? Like what could have done? I could have done instead, and that gives me an awesome way for my sound insane ideal for my future sex life and my future relationships. And it talks about that. It's like what are our deals turned out to be, and we need to subject each relation to: is it selfish or not?
0: Um, okay.
1: Thank you so much. Um, and so, yeah, it's like you know, okay, God, you know, let's put you know, for me, I did my my husband ideal or my step, you know, one as a stepmom, one as a mom, one as a sponsor, um, and I just I, I wrote out like a prayer. And I say that in the morning, or I let me scratch. Let me, that was a lie. I used to say that in the morning. <laughs> now I do say the the third step, the seventh step, and the, then the morning um, upon awakening in 86 through 88. Um, but I used to say in the morning when I first started all my ideals, and I asked God to shape them and help mold them and be that person that I wanted to be, and it was a prayer. And I, I did, the, I did do that for a long time. After a while, I just felt very redundant. It just kind of like, wah, 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 wah. so I just, I don't, I wanted to feel it a little bit more, but what's amazing again, I truly believe is that we do this work, no matter how we do it. Like if the food's down and we grab to God, he's going to take us where he wants to take us. And it's bigger than anything I could have imagined. Like, you know, I'll go on to five because I don't have much time, but I do hope I can end with like with, with how amazing God is, because I my amazement's about that big. <laughs> Just don't even touch what God can do for me. But I have this at the end of um, how it works, and it says when I'm centered in my inventory, I'm more centered on what's going on in my life. When I'm not centered in my inventory, I'm not centered on what's going on in life. If I'm not experiencing, if you're not experiencing your inventory on paper. You will experience it in your life. This is this is true during the inventory process and afterwards. Continue to write inventory as resentments come up. We don't write inventory just to find out about ourselves. It's to face and be rid of the things in ourselves which are blocking us from God, ourselves, and others, which I really like that. Um, and the fifth step, I do believe I'm doing four and five, but the fifth step, what's so awesome, is that um, I've never been able to look the world in the eye. I never was able to be a perfect piece and ease, you know? ever because I had all that stuff that was blocking me from God inside, like all that shame, like that dishonesty. I knew I was dishonest to you. I knew I gossiped about you. I knew I did these things to you, but no, supposedly no one else did, but that fear that I didn't know if you knew or you're going to find out or whatever. And, and just regardless, like just knowing that I'm a fraud, <laughs> I drank over that and ate over that and did all those things over it. Like, it's just, I couldn't look myself and in, in other people in the eye. And what's so beautiful about the fifth step is that we get to not only do we need to do this because it talks about, we need humility. Like we need to get that, like kind of that, that, um, defeating, like I need to hum- humble myself before my maker and before a someone that I trust and say, this is, this is, this, this, is my stinky stuff you know this is what's going on and the beautiful part is most of the time well actually every time I've always had me too you know I love you me too let me trump that like whatever it was and it was like like oh my god like I'm not as bad as I thought I was you know and it and that was the first point where it's like into me I see someone's actually looking at me and and seeing me and telling me that I'm okay and God's there and it's just like this magical moment of of goodness, <laughs> you know, and, and I wasn't as scared. And I remember the first time I did an inventory, I said some really scary stuff and, um, and you know what, I was still shown with love and that was what's so awesome. But, um, I just want to, you know, we re- pocket our pride. We go into, um, oh, oh yeah. So here's the promises, but, oh, no, before we read that, um, this was my truth more than most people, the alcoholic lived a double life. He is very much the actor to the outer world. He presented his stage character. This is the one he likes his fellows to see. He wants to enjoy a certain reputation, but knows in his heart, he doesn't deserve it. Like, oof, (laughs) of course we ate over that. Like, that's rough. And that's what we lived with. You know, that's what we lived with. And so um, here's the the promises of the fifth step. And it says that we, you know, um, Look the world in the eye. We can be a perfect peace and ease. Our fears fall from us. We begin to feel the nearness of our creator. We had certain spiritual beliefs, but now we're going to begin to have a spiritual experience. That feeling of the eating problem will just have disappeared, will come strongly. We will feel that we're on that broad highway, walking hand in hand with the spirit of the universe. And again, like finding our character defects in four, giving them up in six and seven, looking at other people in eight and nine, restitution. Like I... I messed you up. And I am so like, this is what I did. Thank you so much. Um, and then being able to like in nine, 10, 11, and 12, just, you know, give that back to others, but this is what's so cool. And I just really quick. And with this on the, now that I'm through the steps, I have four months of recovery back, God willing, just hundred percent honesty and, or, you know, and, and all of it gone, um, God has rocketed me <laughs> into a dimension that like clearly did not come from me. So again, just put that food down and do it to the best of your ability, but God's gonna take you higher than you could ever imagine. And I know that's not for me and that's all I wanna say. So with that, I'll pass Thanks.
0: Thank you so much, Laura. We will now open the meeting for questions or three minute shares, as this is a big book study sharing And questions should relate specifically to the chapters and steps that are being studied this week, steps four and five. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions or star nine if you're on the phone. And the Zoom host will call the raised hands in order. Would the timekeeper please set a three-minute timer for each share and announce when time is up, please?
2: Oh, Amy B.
3: Thank you, Kieran. Thank you, Nina. And thank you, everybody giving service tonight. And thank you so much, Laura, for that share. Amy B, compulsive overeater, living very gratefully in a recovered state today. Laura, ooh, that was fire. That was so that was filled with not only like a wonderful qualification and thank you for the step one work and the step three work when you were like, I got a launch, Ugh, thank you for that. And, um, and uh, the, the, the so much actionable information on four, like how it works and why we did, like it's called how it works, but like how we do it. The, I, I took a big book we, uh, workshop last spring with a longtime recovered person. And they sort of explain that the three forms of the inventory are, are a, taking ourselves and our issues through almost like a problem-solving tool. So the first one in the resentments, we get to, okay, what is my part? How did I contribute to that? And then in the fears, we get to ask the question, how would my higher power have me show up? Like, what would God have me be without the fear? And then thank you for it. For, mentioning that sex inventory form can be complex relationships slash harms, not to beat ourselves up, but to be able to get to that question, what should I have done instead? Because that becomes actionable, God-directed guidance for how we can show up in the future. And the fourth step is, and I love how you started with, I got a launch, and then you tied it up the end with the rocket ship Launching because that's exactly—I mean, you—you you took it straight through from the launching to how you've been propelled and how it happened to you, for you, and not by you. Ah, oh, such beautiful testimony. And um, I was on an outreach call recently with somebody, and they were talking about like the the work of the steps, and it's like recognizing that like I have to do this my whole life. Um, and I sort of said well, I didn't sort of say, I actually said. Um, It's so interesting because I I did feel that way sort of at the outset at first. It feels like a lot of rules. And now I feel like the luckiest, lottery winning, most blessed person that I have this fellowship, this community, and this connection with something bigger than myself, which just pulls me towards every good and balanced and right and and right sized thing and feeling and um it's not a prison it's a rocket ship the living in the steps it's it's not living in it's living in a rocket ship and i really got that from your share tonight how that action propels and i just want to thank you so much for your service and i pass
2: thank you amy next we have rich
4: um, thank you so much. Uh, my name's Rich, and I'm a compulsive eater, but I'm, I don't know if I'm sober in this program. Could, so may I share? Okay, wonderful. Thank you. Uh, yeah, this, is, this program's new for me, but I absolutely love that this program is speaking about the big book, and Laura, that was great. You know what I really, really appreciated about your share was that a couple of times you stopped yourself and said... No, that's not true. Let me tell you what's true. That is recovery in real time, in my opinion. I don't know how many times I've said something to someone and said to myself afterwards, that's not true. Why did you say that? And, you know, for me, this program has a lot to do with honesty, you know, and if I can't be honest with myself, I stand little chance of recovering, regardless of how much I read. No matter, no matter how much I get sponsored, no matter how much I sponsor, no matter no matter how many meetings I go to, if I don't have the capacity to be honest, I'm, I'm, I'm in some trouble. And also, thank you for your experience around the steps. I heard a speaker Friday night, and this was a shock to me. He said, if you're experiencing fear, you're probably not in conscious contact with God. And, um, you know, I had for weeks been talking about fear in the meetings. So um, it just made me think to look at what my conscious contact with God or higher power is. So thanks again for your share, Laura. I really appreciate your experience, strength and help.
2: Thank you, Rich. Next we have Nancy.
5: Pete. I I didn't think I was gonna get a chance. Um, Nancy P. from Western Massachusetts. Thank you so much for your um, share. It was was really good. I have this thing about um, the fourth step inventory. Like, you know, when I talk talk to my sponsees about it, I say all that it is is a way to, you know, organize your thinking. It's just a list to organize your thinking. Are you afraid of your grocery list? No, none of us are afraid of our grocery list. We can all take our lists and we can go and do our our lists but then when it comes to fear you know I have been ruled by fear my entire life or I had been ruled by fear my entire life and when I recovered from compulsive overeating I tore into you know I sort of dissected the the um, process by thinking about you know that evil and corroding thread and I decided that um, really that's the only thing in that my in my this is just my opinion my experience um that um the whole thing is made to get at my fears including the resentments you know resentments when you take off the dress and the makeup and the shoes of resentments what you have is fear and um you know I was told to take follow my fears to the very end you know like why am I afraid of you know I don't know whatever why am I afraid about my family you know i'm afraid about my family because if that changes or if that gets hurt then i'll end up you know with no money no place to live and eating cat food to try to stay alive you know and of course that even if my family did get hurt i and i lost my house and i had no place to go i have friends and family other family that would take me in so i feel like you know i made this i started out by making this list I went in and I honestly confronted my fears and what I found in my fear and and everything else, you know, relationships, that's what I I consider the sex inventory to be about relationships. And I realized that um, in fact, I'm no longer owned by those feelings, by my feelings of fear. And um, they don't dictate what I say and do. My fear doesn't dictate what I say and do. If I'm afraid, I still am cordial and friendly I'm st- I still do my chores. I, still, I don't let anything get in the way of it. I now coexist with my feelings. They are not me. They just are, you know, they're sort of part of my life, but they don't own me anymore. And, um, you know, that's what I get out of doing this work. Like, this is the mechanical part of it. I call the fourth and fifth step the mechanical because it's actually, you know, the only thing that happened to me in real time was those two steps, four and five, because it says we write it down, actually with a piece of paper and a pen and then we say it out loud and when i did those things as part of the other you know the whole program of recovery i'll wrap up you know all of a sudden all that power you know went away i wasn't paralyzed by my feelings good or bad you know and uh, with that i'll pass thank you for letting me share
2: thank you nancy next we have danielle followed by aaron
6: yes hello Uh, Good evening, everybody. It's so nice to see you all. And Laura, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. It was wonderful to hear you. And I just loved, I wrote down so many notes. It was just so great. And I could relate to so many things you said, especially the fear driving the dishonesty. I mean, realizing, as I mentioned to you ironically earlier, that Um, I just didn't realize how dishonest I was. And it, you know, once I put, once I started to get honest with the food, and that's really only been very recently, a hundred percent honest, rigorously honest with the food, I started to notice that I was just being dishonest in little different ways, you know, telling my mom um, that I couldn't talk to her because I was having to have a call, you know, I was having a call with my sponsor when, when in fact I was going to get a pedicure. I mean, just little things, it just didn't matter. Um, I just didn't want her to think I was spending money or, you know, being frivolous or I don't know. So um, fear is really at the root of so many things. It just triggers us uh, to do some very strange things. And um, I loved. I love how you talked about writing several different ideals for yourself—not just as a mom, not just as a sponsor, but you know, as a stepmom, as a wife, as a—you um, know—I I could do that as a as a daughter, as an employee, as a sponsor. Eventually, one day, I hope. And um, yeah, I I love too how you you closed your eyes and when you were thinking of your fourth step and who who you would. Need to make amends to, or, or sorry, or you had resentments against. You said, um, "I just close my eyes and think of people that I would feel really uncomfortable with when I, if they walked into a room." And how many times has that happened? I'll, uh, in even here in Denver, I'll, I'll run into someone at Costco and I'll be like, "Oh gosh!" And I kind of like pretend I don't see the person. That's a terrible feeling. I hate that feeling. So, um, these will it's great to know these things will be uncovered and dealt with in due time. And um, thanks for being such a great example for all of us, for me in particular. I love working with you and I love being on this path with you. Thanks so much. Thanks for letting me share.
2: Thank you, Danielle. Next we have Erin followed by Nina.
7: Hi, I'm Erin, compulsive overeater. Um, I'm a newcomer in this program and Laura, you're message tonight and the way you are on fire just is the reason I keep coming back to this program. So thank you. Thank you for that. Um I couldn't write fast enough. So I'm glad it's recorded, you know, but you said so much. The first thing I just want to thank you for is giving so much credit and glory to God, because I need to remember it's not me doing this. And I don't have to have the I don't have the power and I don't have to feel like I do have the power to do this by myself. Um I loved what you said about fear. I did do a fourth and fifth step a year ago in program and it was the most interesting part to see like I loved the chain that you made like fear leads to dishonesty the stories in my head like how quickly it's not even conscious so many times you know what I mean I'm just reacting and um, my sponsor at the time had sent me like a list of like here are some things that are that fall under the dishonesty category and I would never consider I never thought of myself as dishonest in these ways like I get mad at my coworker for being the same person she's been for the past six years, every single day, but I'm mad at her for being, for being her, for like not, you know, being who I expect her to be this, you know, I expect her to be a different way than the way she's shown me for years that she has been that's on me. Right. So like my expectations of other people, that's all me, unfortunately. Um, And then I also loved that you, you kind of said like me too, like when you did the step five and you kind of heard like me too, I love you. I can trump that, that me too, in this program, I'm not on, I'm on step one right now, but my sponsor is making me do outreach calls and I hated that she made me do it. And much to my dismay, they've been so fucking helpful to hear someone say like, I, I, I know, I know, I felt that way too. Like it's gonna be okay. And to hear my son to be like, yeah, I grieved it too. Like that was fucking terrible. You know what I mean? Like the me too in this fellowship is one of the most powerful things that keeps me coming back as well. And I also appreciated that you said, um, you kind of touched on like superiority, like in the fourth step, like I can feel superior to someone or like they should be treating me a certain way. And I, and this coworker came to mind that I do feel that way with, and I hate that I feel that way. And I just made this connection, like her too. She's struggling too. You know what I mean? Like I need to extend that. I get to extend that to her. Like, it's not just a me too. It's like her and her and her and that person that I don't like. And that person that I don't like. And that person that I don't think likes me. So I don't like her. Like it's all of it, you know, like grace. It's just about grace and I love that God uses the food, which has been such a struggle to get us here. This is what it's all. It's never been about, like, let's just put the food down, right? It's like, look at all these miracles that God is doing because I struggled with food my entire life. And I wouldn't be sitting in this room if I didn't. And I'm just so, so grateful tonight. Thank you.
2: Thank you, Aaron. Um, Nina, you're next. and, And then we'll end the recording for Unrecorded Shares.
0: Thank you so much, Kira and Laura. Thank you so much that you knocked it out of the park tonight. Um, yeah, I felt the same way there was, I couldn't write fast enough. I kept hearing morsels and I have this um, little note in my um, phone. I have notes and I have all these different recovery slogans and sayings in them. And I'm definitely adding, you know, it's not about what, you know, it's about how much you let go. And I was like, oh, damn it. And so what I thought was, oh shit, I need to do another four steps <laughs> um, because when the same about like, oh, do I want to step into any room and who can I think about? I haven't thought about that in a while. And it's not just like, oh, who was I pissed off at or, or who do I, it's who do I not want to sit next to? You know, it's who do I not want to make eye contact with. And that's kind of regular for me. Like people, I don't really always want to be around people. I will often look the other way at a grocery store being like, oh yeah, there's some I live in a small town. I see somebody from the, my past. I'm like, I don't want to chat. I don't want to say like, Oh, life's so wonderful. I just look the other way. And I'm like, Oh, maybe that's a resentment or maybe that's something from a previous place. And I I always know that my body remembers, like my body remembers everything. And, and it's my job now to clean it up. It's not somebody else's. I got to keep my side of the street clean. So letting go, right? Like that's always a theme for me is I always have to surrender. And I always have to, and I love that you said that if you, don't experience your fourth step inventory on paper, then you're experiencing it in your life. I'm like, oh yeah. Okay. That always reminds me like the fourth step is there as a tool to be used. It's not to be sidestepped or afraid of it because I was really afraid of it the first time I did it. And I was really afraid of the amends process because my ego was so big that I thought it was so important to just stay intact with like the, everything's okay. Look, Um, And now I find that being authentic is really what I'm after. And really all I'm ever after is freedom, which is for me, peace of mind. I want serenity. So I want serenity around food. And when I do the things that are suggested here, like letting go and having ideals and calling my sponsor and praying and meditating every morning and not trying to be perfect, but just trying to be one among many and neutral, then life gets really good, really easily. And it doesn't feel so hard. My brain can make it really big and I can get high on my own supply. I don't need anything in my body to get high. I can get high on all my own drugstore inside my body. That's been activated and conditioned since I was a little kid. So, uh, I know that my ism can run deep, but also only here. It's the only place I've ever found that there's a solution. And when I see all of your beautiful faces on here and I know that I'm not alone, it makes it a hell of a lot easier. Thanks.